Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I'm sitting down with Louisa Schneider, founder and CEO of Four-Year-Old Rowan. Since launching to offer a safer, more inclusive ear-piercing experience, Rowan's raised more than $30 million and opened dozens of piercing studios with dozens more to come. I wanted to ask Louisa how she grew a service-based company during the pandemic and how she's managed to make a go of a direct-to-consumer model today. Welcome, Louisa. Thank you, Jill. Thrilled to be here. So happy to have you. Talk to me what was happening in, in 2019. What was going on? You didn't want to go to a store in the mall. <laughs> what was going on? So thinking back to 2019, whoo, it's been a while. We've all been through a lot since then. Uh, so the, the idea of, you know, the idea for Rowan, my daughter, who is now eight, when she was born, um, for a brief period of time, I thought about getting her ears pierced and ultimately decided not to do it. And she has two older brothers. So I have three kids. Uh, our pediatrician doesn't pierce ears. She's also not the most warm and fuzzy, um, of pediatricians. And I knew I wouldn't want her to do it even if she did it. And I also knew that I didn't want to take her where I had gone, which was a a mall-based piercer that's still very much uh, piercing today. And so, you know, with that knowledge, I started to think about the fact that if it had been one of my sons, uh, a great option would probably already exist for them. Um, And unfortunately for my daughter, Fiona, there wasn't a great option. And at the time I was working at a hedge fund, I had had to give up breastfeeding very, very early on with her so that I could travel with this fund. We were raising money and we were actively shorting malls, meaning we were looking at malls and the retailers in malls. These were mostly class B and C malls across the country uh, where, you know, they, they were, they had been tiled and built in the seventies and early eighties. They had fake plants and, you know, a stream running through the middle of them. You know, we've all been there and um, they all had mall-based piercers in them. And I was amazed when I was doing research, talking to girls that, uh, that they were going to the mall, perhaps only to get their ears pierced. But the, but the experience wasn't, wasn't prioritized in the way that I would want it to be for my daughter. I wanted it to be sanitary, I wanted it to be medically sound, best research. And, and that is really where the idea for Rowan started. And, um, and we got, we got going in 2019. And so, you know, back to your question, that was um, an opportunity for me to take a little bit of money that I'd saved. I couldn't stop thinking about this idea. And finally, my husband, who's been an incredibly supportive partner to me through this um, experience said, Louisa, you've just got to do it. You know, you've been talking about this for months. You've written a business plan. I think it makes sense. Uh, He happens to be a bond trader. He was trading Claire's bonds at the time. It was a, it was uh, actually went into a bankruptcy in 2018 um, and to reorganize the capital structure there because it had a lot of debt on it. It had been an LBO. And, and so I was doing a bit of research on, on that company, reading about it. 
and um, ultimately was able to kind of bootstrap the idea and hire nurses to do concierge-style piercing, which is what we were doing in 2019. Got it. Talk to me about the state of the mall and how that, and talk to me about the, the concept of shorting malls, <laughs> betting against the mall. <laughs> what, what's going on? The, the concept was that uh, a lot of these malls um, were seeing decreased foot traffic and the anchor tenants in those malls, the Sears of the world, the J.C. Penney's of the world that had historically driven a lot of foot traffic were no longer doing so. Um, in addition to that, uh, online and, and D2C was really coming to life more. It was gaining more and more share every year. And um, the physical space of the mall wasn't adapting, wasn't drawing people in uh, with experience. And then new centers were being constructed that had... Um, an indoor outdoor aspect or that were more modern. And so people were choosing to go there instead. So, yes. You mentioned that if, if it was your boys, they'd have options out there. What were the options for my daughter? The options would have been to locate a pediatrician who would take care of her, who was not ours, potentially to do research on a mom and pop, uh, meaning a tattoo parlor that, was independent, um, therefore a bit difficult to research. I, I was able to look on Yelp and some other places, but um, when I went in person to a few of these locations, what I had read about um, ultimately was quite different than what I experienced. Uh, would not have been a place that I would have wanted to take her. Um, and then a mall-based piercer, and then and then you know the final option would be a local jewelry store, um, and in that location. Um, there was not the option for uh, needle piercing, which I would not have chosen for her at the time. Uh, but the level of expertise, the level of, of clinical efficacy, the level of attention to sterility just wasn't where I wanted it to be. Um, as, as a child of, of two doctors and a sister who's an OBGYN, I kind of grew up with that type of thing being discussed all the time. Uh, and it was top of mind that women's healthcare not not focused on enough, and this is a medical procedure. So I wanted to make sure it was done well. Yes. Well, what was step one? Did you have enough money saved up? Was it no a no-brainer? Like, we need brick and mortar. If we're going to be Pearson ears, uh, we don't want to be in the mall. Like, what was step one? Yeah. Step one was, okay, I have a thesis, which is moms and dads would prefer nurses to pierce their children's ears or their own ears, if they had the choice. And in order to prove that out, I did not want to put down several hundred thousand dollars, which it would have cost me to build out a space and um, take out a long-term lease, et cetera, somewhere desirable. But what I was able to do is create an online booking platform and hire nurses who were working shifts at a hospital during the week, um, we were able to get them trained to pierce, which is important. Uh, that's typically not a part of nurse training, but a lot of the training to become a professional piercer is included in what nurses do um, in their schooling. Bloodborne pathogen training, working with needles, a lot of the things that you have to do as a foundation. So once we were able to, to get our nurses trained and they were available, we had bookings available on weekends and very, very, and this was in Westchester. I live right outside of New York City, so Westchester County. It's very densely populated. Um, 
and we were absolutely packed. And and what happened during the pandemic is that um, I don't know if you remember, <laughs> we all have PT- PTSD a little bit, but uh, if you wanted to go to a doctor during the pandemic, you had to make an appointment. Couldn't overlap with anyone, et cetera, uh, for the brave offices that were in fact open. Um, and f- for services, anything that could be done outside was preferred. And what was great about the summer, um, which was really the height of the pandemic, is that we were able to do a lot of ear piercing outdoors. And the nurses were so well versed in uh, mask wearing and glove wearing and safety. And so our customers felt incredibly safe. And they were so grateful to not have to put off such a celebratory moment, whether it was a 10-year-old's birthday party um, or, you know, learning your multiplication tables. They had been promised you get to get your ears pierced. Everything else had been canceled during COVID. And so we were we were super busy and we we did a bunch of research during that time. We learned a lot and and that helped us to lay the foundation for growing our brick and mortar. It was something fun to do. <laughs> the only fun. fun thing to yeah. do. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I'm probably jumping too far ahead, but even during that time and now as you expand and grow and you're demanding a lot of nurses, like, is this, talk to me about, I guess it's hard enough to recruit workers or even retail associates. Is this a big challenge, would you say? It's an interesting question. I think that it's one that um, has has two answers. So the answer is yes, it's a huge challenge. And yes, it's very, very hard. And it's hard because nurses are professionals. They are um, extremely well-trained. Uh, they've put, oftentimes they've taken out loans to, to pay for expensive schooling. Um, and they are professionals and they... Um, they have a very high standard for where they are going to spend their time and where they're going to build their careers. So um, creating uh, not only a, a training program that that is meritous of them, um, but creating a working environment that is also um, meritous of their of their professional uh, level, but also fun and engaging. That's critical. So a culture that is nurse-centric and um, where we're listening to them, we're making changes to the business model to accommodate them, that's incredibly refreshing for them because they are not getting that at the hospital uh, in most cases. And coming out of the pandemic, many of them were quitting because they had been subjected to horrible uh, work expectations and um, unfortunately, it was not um, anything that they wanted to return to. And, and, and so, um, you know, what, what Rowan was able to do is say, you know, in what is an incredibly hierarchical place, a hospital, uh, we're able to make nurses the star of the show, which they are at Rowan. Um, and then we're able to create not only a training program, but a recruiting program that's entirely run by nurses. And we also have a medical board that's um, overseen by a nurse and includes physicians and nurses uh, so that um, we're creating research on what we do. We were just featured in Scrubs Magazine, which is uh, a a publication that a lot of nurses read. 
And uh, in addition to the New York Times on our Rowan Clinical uh, Ear Piercing Standard. And so I think what, what's exciting about what we're doing is we're, we're creating a, a new avenue for work. And many, many nurses do 312s or 410s, meaning they are working three times a week on a 12-hour shift. And they don't want to add another 12-hour shift, but they would like to add some time working. And what's wonderful is so many of our nurses work in pediatric oncology or they're helping to deliver babies. They're doing something that is incredibly meaningful, uh, but the weight on their shoulders with that work is significant. And to be able to come into Rowan and do something that's very important and and it's a day that whoever they're piercing will likely remember for the rest of their life. Uh, but they're able to um, provide a procedure that is relatively st- straightforward and fun and celebratory. It's a nice compliment. Yeah. I was going to mention your doctors on, on the board. And that's really interesting. Are these are nurses to be compelling and to draw them? Like, do you have to be paying what they're making at the hospital? How would you describe that? <laughs> Well, the great thing about our business, well, there's a million. <laughs> there's a million yeah, great things. Yeah, there's a lot. I feel so, feel so lucky. But my background is finance, and I very intentionally chose to pursue a business that worked at the unit level from a very, very strong margin standpoint. So in most cases, we are able to be not only competitive, but ultimately pay our nurses uh, in a way that oftentimes is in and above what they would earn at a hospital. And so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's terrific. Yeah. It's a win-win. For sure. So when did fundraising come? You have this amazing finance background. I'm sure you knew the ropes. Um, do, would you describe it as oh, difficult? I don't, think, I don't think anyone knows the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> any, any entrepreneur that's, that's raised money will tell you that it is it's one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah. Talk to me. Was it like I hear from a lot of women about trying to explain why their wife and women in their world <laughs> would think this was a good thing? Oh, I mean, 100% that. I think I don't really know any uh, female entrepreneurs that haven't had that experience where you go in and the conversation immediately turns to, oh, my girlfriend, or let me ask my wife what she thinks. And, oh yeah, she actually thinks this is an interesting idea. And on the one hand, that's not terrible. They're, they're trying to do primary research, but I was at uh, the JP Morgan conference for uh, women in leadership yesterday and it was incredible. And there were multiple um, leaders speaking about women's healthcare. And one of the topics that they, that they brought up was that um, there has been a prototypical male uh, for decades and decades. Um, and that is what, uh, for example, dosages of medicine are based on, right? Like when you look at the back of Advil, it says adults take two tablets. Well, for me and my husband to take the same dosage of a medication is absurd. He weighs almost twice what I weigh. Um, there was only a prototypical female created within the past 18 months. Oh, for crying w- women, out loud. Yeah. I mean, women's healthcare is still considered a niche market. Oh, um, for crying out loud. Right. And so I think what we're learning, again, is that women have not received the level of attention and care that they deserve. Your piercing is a perfect example of that. Um, our research has shown that 
historically 30%, so three out of 10 women, girls, men who get pierced, get some sort of infection, an embedded earring back, a negative outcome. With Rowan, we are seeing our results at less than 1%, and that was um, that was cited in the New York Times based Fantastic. on our research, which we submitted to them. So we're over the moon proud of that um, because this should be a celebratory experience. And if you are provided the right aftercare instruction, um, if the piercing is done in a very sanitary way by a professional, um, if the angle is correct, you should have a great outcome. Your earring should not be so low that it rips out. It, it, all the things that you hear, right? And these are avoidable if if uh, the procedure is prioritized. Yes. you're, And you're not shooting a gun. Tell me about what you're using or what the nurses yeah. are using. So we use a hand pressurized device. So there are multiple ways to pierce an ear. I knew none of this when I started. <laughs> uh, I knew none of this, but there is a there is a gun, meaning um, uh, a, a device that you can um, pull a trigger and actually shoot an earring into the ear. Rowan does not use that. Uh, we don't use it for multiple reasons. One is that you have no control of where that earring is going once you pull the trigger. It's going to go where you're pointing, but you don't have control of it if someone moves, et cetera. Uh, also, the the, um, the force is, uh, creates undue pressure and can damage the ear. So we do not use that. Um, we use something that, that looks a bit like it, a hand pressurized device, which um, again, the earring does pierce the ear, but it's the pressure of the hand in the same way that a needle uses hand pressure to pierce the ear. We also pierce with a, ne- with a needle. Um, and it depends on on age. It depends on location on the ear uh, as to what we would recommend. So, yeah. Louisa, I am so squeamish. Just the word needle. I'm like <laughs> squeaming in my chair. I don't know why. Okay. It's amazing to, <laughs> I to hear you say ears. that. Right. <laughs> I because it's amazing ears. because, you know, for someone, it's a great point because for someone like you who's super um, tough and a, and a leader and inspiring, like, this is one thing that, that is so amazing about Rowan and, and having now um, assisted uh, just as an observer in thousands of ear piercings. The person that you think is the absolute toughest sits down in the chair and and faints, right? Yes. But this is why it's amazing to have a nurse because they can see the signs of it. They know what to do. Um, but, you know, you, you might think someone's going to choose needle piercing because they have read about it or they prefer it and they end up being squeamish about needles, they prefer a hand pressurized device. We want to provide choice and the best care. Right on. Well, you're growing rapid, rapid. You're opening stores, locations. You don't call them stores. You call them um, studios. Call them? Studios. studios. Is there a, an area where you're um, really focusing your efforts? It's in the South. It's in the, on the coasts. Um, where are you opening stores? So I'm from the South. I was born in Georgia. And I grew up in North Carolina. So we have had a really, really wonderful reception in the South. We are in multiple cities in the Southeast and growing rapidly there. Texas has been amazing for us. We had a partnership with Target and that was also during COVID. And with that partnership, we we hired about a thousand nurses 
And many, many of those nurses were unbelievably incredible employees and so grateful for the opportunity during COVID. And they have wanted to come back to Rowan. So for example, we're opening uh, our first studio in Austin, Texas in the next couple of weeks. And many of the nurses that worked for us in target locations in Austin have come back to Rowan to work for us there. Oh, great. Yeah. That's awesome. Tell me what happened with Target. You you decided, like many, that you wanted to just direct to consumers where it's at, like you want full control or what happened with that partnership? Yeah. I think that it was an incredible partnership from a visibility standpoint, from a marketing, brand building standpoint from an exposure, from a proof of concept standpoint. One area that can be really challenging for idea generating entrepreneurs is there's in theory and then there's in practice, right? So I've got this great idea and then there is, okay, how are we going to execute it? And when you have a partnership One side of the equation has a job and the other side of the equation has a job. And so when you're doing a service in someone else's four walls, there's a lot that's expected. And in some ways, it's almost impossible if your standards are extremely high, which ours are. And so if we had been selling a product, I am confident it would have been a slam dunk um, but what we were doing was sending our employees into another another um, person's house. And while it was phenomenal for a period of time, ultimately, what we wanted was it to was for it to be our own you know studios. And so that's where we've leaned in. Um, we do a lot better there, uh, and our employees are much, much happier. Um, and And that is because they're home and they know who to go to. and and we can uh, very quickly um, implement their suggestions. And that's really important. People want to be heard. They want to be appreciated. Um, and when you don't control the environment, it's hard to do that. Were you able to use some of that target data in terms of where there was the most foot traffic or the most uh, most business for you yes. to open stores? Yes. Yes. We, we, we learned a tremendous amount. Uh, the partnership was one that, that I would not undo. Um, really, really grateful for that team there. They have a brilliant team that executes a lot of entrepreneurial ideas uh, and they learn a lot as well. Um, so I think, um, you know, if you have the opportunity ever to work with them, I would recommend that you do. It's great. We'll be right back after this quick break. So what's the, God, is it kind of, I would think if you build it, they will come. Like are your stores, are yours like give it time, they're all profitable. How would you describe the success of the stores? The success has been mind-boggling yeah. <laughs> in a good way. Good it's something you. where we're pinching ourselves on a daily basis. But then we just put our heads down and say, you know, we are creating something that we would want to experience and that we are we are learning people are asking for more and more. And we know who our customer is. We spent a lot of time this year um, because there are a number of, of, of great piercing companies Um, but the world is a big place and people like different things. And so from our perspective, there's room for multiple piercing companies to be very successful. Rowan is, is building itself as the medical authority on ear piercing. So, um, we may not have, you know, certain earring styles, um, or we may not be for 
um, someone who's interested in body piercing because we're not going to pierce anything but the ear. But we are doing the most research on ear anatomy and ear piercing outcomes. And we are implementing those and working only with medical professionals. So what we know is that a very large percentage of the population that care about these things um, are going to choose us and are actively requesting that we move to them. And what's, what's really cool and fun is that we see them a lot. So our customers come in to get pierced and then often they come in to get an earring changed out or they'll come back to bring a friend or to get another piercing and they want to wear our products because all of our products are hyperallergenic. So we don't use any metals that contain nickel um, or brass or any of the highly allergy inducing metals. I feel like I had it on my notes that I was going to ask because I couldn't, I did a little skim through a a podcast I listened to you on recently and I was like, I could have sworn she mentioned they were expanding to like another body part. I don't know, you maybe mentioned (laughs) it. We've been asked a lot about noses and I will say we've thought a lot about it. Um, And I, I think it would be wrong for me to say never, but it's, it's not on the agenda anytime um, in the visible future. Got it. One step at a time. (laughs) (laughs) We're busy Um, enough with the ear. How are you um, making the stores an awesome experience for these girls, boys, whoever they are um, that are coming in on their birthday? Like what what are the standards? What's wowing them? What's working beyond the peers? (laughs) Again, I love this question because it really helps me to explain why we exist. I was in Salt Lake City recently, so you're asking about where we're going. Um, I'll be in Dallas next week. Um, We'll be in Wisconsin next week. It's busy. But when I'm going and and checking out what our competitors are doing, um, other folks who are performing this service, it is very often um, marketed and, and the business model of it is that it is an afterthought. So... The service is free with the piercing of an earring. Um, And when something is free, it is not the priority. Uh, For Rowan, this is the priority and it's being performed by a licensed medical professional. Um, So I think what we want to do is greet you, acknowledge that you're coming in for something special. One of our incredible studio managers, Brenda, who manages our studio in Westport, told a story on our weekly uh, company-wide call recently um, about a five-year-old little girl who um, had just been cleared. Uh, She had cancer, and she was terrified of needles and the smell of alcohol, and all of these things brought back all of these experiences that she had just survived. And what Rowan was able to do Um, And what our nurses were able to do is make the experience one that was so incredibly positive. Um, They are trained when it comes to anxiety. uh, And and, and they were able to make this experience so positive for her. It didn't feel or look anything like what she had experienced um, and what she had gone through. Uh, With that said, her parents felt very comfortable bringing her to Rowan because they knew that she was going to be safe. And so, you know, we, our goal is to treat everyone like it is their special day. You know, what are you here to celebrate? And then make sure that they um, check out our jewelry, get themselves a gift. They deserve yeah. it. 
Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I feel like if the stores look like your office space or what I am looking at now, it's that is fun in itself. <laughs> this is, you know, we are so blessed. I think uh, we have the most incredible creative and design team in the world. Uh, this is the team that built the the brand and the logo for SoulCycle, um, led by a woman named Caroline DeLassa. And um, she has been a genius when it comes to thinking about creating a brand that is not juvenile, uh, but it's safe for children. Um, that is not so aspirational that it is off-putting or unattainable. We just hired a new chief operating officer who came to us proactively from another ear-piercing company uh, because she was so excited about our brand. And she wanted to be a part of something that was really welcoming and really positive and really celebratory and attainable. You know, it's it's something where our minimal price points can overlap with many of the mall-based piercers, but we also have more expensive options as well. Tell me about that marketing strategy. Uh, I've talked to some um, fashion brands that do tween apparel and they were like, they're talking about like the the tug of war, like do we market to the mom or do we market to the daughter or the kid? Um, yeah. What, what's the approach there and where are you marketing? This is where I think when you are an entrepreneur and, and a, a founder, you have to know what you know and know what you don't know. And this is, I knew I didn't know how to do this. Everything that I put together was, it looked like it was made for my daughter who was really young at the time and she still is. And very often when we see a very juvenile brand as a, as an adult, we, we don't consider it fit for us. With that said, we're not going to have Playboy bunny earrings at Rowan. We're not going to have hemp leaf earrings at Rowan. Not that I might not want to wear those at some point, but it's not going to be appropriate for a big portion of our customers. And so we're really mindful about that. I think making it fun and cool is something that this team did when they built the brand for SoulCycle. There were lots of spinning classes out there, but there wasn't a brand about it that really leaned into community and that made people feel welcome and celebrated. And so that's that's what they were able to do here. And it's just it continues to get better. So it's nice. great. Nice. Nice. Are you guys on TikTok? We are. What's happening on TikTok? Because I follow you or I've been around your Instagram and, and I get, I know the vibe. You're right. It's not <laughs> it's not super young. It's just fun and inviting. But um, yeah, what, what's the approach on TikTok? So TikTok, we've been really fortunate because we have so many influencers that are coming to us because they want to do something that's an experience and because our studios are so incredibly beautiful. So... Um, one of our board members, um, who's, who's full-time over uh, as the chief transformation officer at Lululemon, um, came to us with this concept of WIFM, what's in it for me? And she um, has really kind of been in the back of our minds a lot as we think about this. So for our influences and our TikTok participation, oftentimes it has to do with that influencer wanting a gorgeous space to do something really cool. So there's a mutual benefit there. It's great. Um, and we're able to get in front of a lot of people. What our branding research showed us was that 95% of people love the concept of Rowan. 
but only 30 people in a market where we've been open for 12 months or more know that we exist. So what we need to do is get the word out. And this is a great way of doing it. Um, we also just this week um, launched our YouTube platform. Oh, great. And we are going to be doing a lot there. Um, we get so many inbounds. And this a lot of this is coming from our customer service where moms are saying, okay, I got the ear piercing with you. And I'd be happy to come in, but could you just tell me how to remove the initial piercing earring? Or, you know, one mom came to us and said, it's World War III in my house. I don't know how to change the earring out the first time. And I don't want to touch it, but I know that I need to. How do I do it? Right. So we're we are coming with beautiful videos showcasing all of that, hopefully making it really, really easy. Um, so that so that we can watch it and and learn how to how to take care. I'm hearing this is probably not the videos you're talking about. My niece tells me that YouTube Shorts are the new TikTok. <laughs> okay, we need to get well, on that. that. We we've we've seen that the shorter videos perform a lot better. So your niece is is absolutely right. <laughs> oh, I like it. I'm going to tell her that. I we, also- we need we need to get her ideas. She's 12 target audience. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, tell me, what was I going to say? I, you're, you do make earrings. It's a small percentage of your revenue. Would you say the services are where it's at or how would you describe the balance? So the, the piercing jewelry is a significant portion of, of what we sell of our, of our overall revenue, um, makeup. And we have a, an in-house design team for product. And I think what we're discovering is that our customers are coming to us oftentimes for a jewelry solution and for beautiful basics that are affordable, but are for forever. So we sell a lot of 14 karat gold hoops or huggies. We sell, I just um, got these, they're new uh, chunky huggies. We'll send you some, Jill. They're absolutely amazing. um, And the quality is incredible. So as we spend and lean more into what our customers want, that percentage has been growing meaningfully. As I mentioned, my husband is a, is a bond trader and he's um, probably the biggest Rowan fan out there. And he helps by, by spending a lot of time looking at our numbers. And, and just this past quarter, he said, what have you guys done on the product side? It is really, I mean, you don't see this type of growth frequently. And the answer is that we've leaned into what our customers want and we've leaned into quality. So when you're really small as a company and you want to produce a lot, the factories that will work with you, um, the partners that will work with you aren't necessarily the quality of the partners that will work with you as you grow. And I think my message to entrepreneurs out there who are starting businesses and um you know, businesses where there's a product involved, you know, stick with it. Don't compromise quality. If quality isn't good enough for your customers, change, um, pay more. And you can oftentimes pass the price on if the quality and the product merits it. Um, but, but don't sell something that you wouldn't want to wear. Make sure that you're proud of it. And so that's where we're, as we lean more into quality and, and, and what we want, um, our research has created um, an earring for sports and that I was on the soccer field last weekend um, and this amazing couple who has a daughter that's my daughter's age. He's a marketing titan, works a lot in Europe um, and he came running over and he said, the only reason May's on the field right now is she has in your sports earrings. 
We had World War III last weekend because the ref had her take them off and her earrings off and she's able to wear these and you saved us. And that was such a wonderful thing. And that's based on feedback. And I think we're the only company that's selling earrings for sports. Oh, that's such a big thing for kids. It's a huge thing. Oh my gosh. I wonder if back in the day, if I was sporty, if I would have, this is TMI. Side note, I maybe, (laughs) maybe quit piano because they made me cut my fingernails. I'm like, would I have kept those earrings and quit that sport? (laughs) It's no, it's so true. I, I can't, I can't believe you just said that. I actually, the teacher came out to my mom's minivan and was like, that's it. Her nails are too long. I've told her week, weeks and weeks and we're done. And I was like, yep, yeah, we're done. I'm done with piano. It's been five years. Oh my we're God, over. Louisa, we are friends. Okay. <laughs> <Where is? laughs> <I love this. laughs> oh my God. Tell me what's next. More fundraising for more stores or what, what are our next steps for you? So we, we hope to not raise funds in the next, uh, in the next foreseeable future. We, we of course may, but as you're very aware, you work with a lot of entrepreneurs. The market is it's not great right now, and um, it's really unfairly penalizing uh, wonderful companies that deserve higher valuations. So we've focused on getting profitable. We have been profitable uh, and covering the cost of our own expansion since the spring, which is incredible. I, it's what I'm most proud of right now. And we will be able to accelerate our growth uh, and and not have to raise money. So that is the plan. And we we are being requested in many, many states. Um, And we have tremendous real estate partners. We work with a company called Retail Union. They're out of Dallas. Really dynamic, uh, brilliant team. Um, They've helped us in building a screen that we use to know where we should open. Um, And they have great relationships with with real estate uh, folks all over the, the country. So the hope is to be, um, you know, to be able to find us in a hundred doors in short order. Do you, is there a, a neighbor that you have that is kind of uh, a repeat neighbor? Like you're typically in the type of, I don't we, know. We love what Lulu. Is, we love Lulu. Lulu. Great. Not just because of our board member, but we love yoga. We love the fact that it's uh, clothing for all. Um, there's a celebratory healthy aspect to it and, um, their customers is oftentimes coming to us too. So yes. Is holiday a big time for you? It's, it's the biggest time. Huh? Yeah. It's, it's very big. A lot of people want to, want to get their ears pierced, um, with family and it's a nice thing to do. And whether you're going with an aunt or with your grandparent, they're often around at holiday. And so it, it's a time when you when you have a little bit of downtime, maybe a little bit of extra money, and you want to spend it on something that you'll remember. So that's that's where we come in. <laughs> I like it. You're, I love the focus. I, I'm sure it's tempting to to go wild or do more. Especially talk to me about like you've cracked quality jewelry. Like you're making great earrings. Are you gonna? I mean, rings, necklaces, deck it out. Like anything like that. That's a, a, another great question. Right before the podcast, I had a friend reach out and say, you know, I need to get a necklace for my niece. Are you in the studio today? I want to come by. We have actually um, intentionally removed other jewelry from our core product selection. And the name of the game for us for 2024 is Focus. Let's sell what our customer wants. 
Um, she or he will have to buy a pair of earrings after they get pierced almost always. It should be a pair of Rowan earrings and we, we should be selling the best earrings that they can buy for a price that's competitive. And, and that's what we're, what we're focused on. Well, I'm so excited to watch you grow and to see what's next. Anything challenging? I mean, I'm challenging you right now. I'm, everything's challenging right now, but just like really like you're cracking it. Maybe it's around hiring. Maybe it's, I don't know. You're so, I don't, voice of reason. I don't know. You're sharing a lot of great information for the founders who are listening. Like um, any other words of advice? We face the same challenges that I think most all new companies face. You, and, and, we are all in a new world of remote or quasi-remote. And what we found is that when we're entirely remote and we ask our teams, they don't feel as connected. And so rather than opening an office and spending $50,000 a month in New York City, we opened a studio office in Larchmont, New York, which is Westchester County. And Another of our amazing board members who is on the board of Gap and Crocs, her name's Tracy Gardner, she had suggested this a couple years ago and she said, this is going to be amazing. You're going to have your team working in a studio. They are going to observe what your customers are experiencing. They're going to see what they need, what they like, what they ask for. They're going to work with your nurses because oftentimes you've got your corporate and then you have your field. And they don't oftentimes have the opportunity to overlap and therefore the field can feel unheard or the corporate team can just not know exactly what's going on. And this has allowed us, I think, to grow leaps and bounds in the past year because we're learning so much about our customer every single day via osmosis. We're also able to be together at least a day a week and we're forming real bonds that way. So that's been incredible. I think where we've had challenges is that we still do have a lot of folks who are remote and we want to see them more. Um, but it hasn't been terribly challenging because we do work well together and technology has enabled that. And we want to continue to embrace that technology and, and give folks the freedom to go take that trip to Antarctica. We've got our new COO is doing that this year and, um, you know, live somewhere else if they want to and continue to work. So. It's so new. I, I'm going through the same thing where I kind of miss the office and I'm like, anyway. I know, I know. But I, I, I don't think, you know, I personally would never be able to do five days again. It was so hard as a mom when I think about how much I missed. It, it's really hard. I don't think it's necessary. Um, I do think you have to constantly look at your teams and ask them to be transparent about where they're spending their time. Lots of times some of the meetings don't need to happen for work, but they do need to happen for social connectivity. So it's a new, it's a new environment and we are adjusting. The new norm as they say. <laughs> That's right. That's right. right exactly. Well, Louise, I kept you extra, but it was such an enjoyable conversation. Thank you for being here. It was great. Thank you so much, Jill. I really appreciate it. That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Be sure to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to The Glossy Podcast. See you next week.